You're listening to the Tellable Truths Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow the blog. We're jumping into a discussion with David Lewis on his podcast, Apologetics from the Attic, which you should check out. Now listen in as we jump into talking about America, civil government, and Romans 13. I'm just thinking out loud here too, because the other thing I struggle with is, you know, listen, I'm a full-blooded, full-bodied American, okay, and I believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and you know yeah. the the, the uh, and I, I, but when I, but the apostles and mm-hmm. even the early church, their 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 way of dealing with dictators and t- I mean they lived in absolute monarchy, Caesar, you know, they didn't protest. They didn't go out and say, we need to assemble with signs saying, down with Caesar, resist Caesar. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they preach the gospel. So, I mean, and, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm torn between I, I'm, a, I'm a product of the Western, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, civil liberties and you know, the, the whole democracy. And I'm down with that. But in a situation like this, mm-hmm. like what is our witness as believers? Should we be out there with signs protesting the governor of our state and saying reopen the economy? Is that a Christian yeah. thing to do? Because that, because I mean, I, and that's a, I, I, I like your insight on that if you have any, because I have yeah. close friends of mine who I'm just not speaking to them right now. Yeah. Because if I do, we fight about that. We're like, wow, this is ridiculous, and the the virus isn't even that bad, and the government's deceiving us, and yeah. we need to claim our rights, and you know. And I'm just like, I don't. I mean, you, they may be right about that. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if what I feel about that, you know. But like, how do I, as a Christian, obey Romans 13? You mm-hmm. know, obey the governing authorities, um, and you know, yeah, just, you know where I'm getting at. It. What, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I actually, I. So my thoughts on that are we are in an entirely different position than the apostles are. We are basically Constantine converted right now where it's like we are given a measure of power to wield for the glory of God and understanding the foundations of what the American government actually is. So we live in a day where civics is a dying field of education. So is philosophy, so is theology, basically all the education that really matters, we are just falling flat on our face and just ignoring them. I think that some of that's by design. Oh, absolutely. Um, But the point I like to make with Romans 13 is that technically the king of our uh, humble nation, right, Mm -hmm. is is the constitution, right? Like when there's a governor or any executive that is overreaching and stepping outside of the the plain reading of the constitution, I actually think that it falls back on the people and lesser magistrates to step in and provide a correction, basically in faithfulness to the way that the, the country is found or set up so like I do think that there's room to provide serious pushback against tyranny but the problem that we're facing is that we're fighting a battle on both fronts mm-hmm. not only do we have this overreach of tyranny but we also have to deal with the the needed repentance that our nation has to we have to repent as a nation as a whole so it's like 
like, why do you think uh, the governor of Kentucky, I feel like in in Kentucky, they're very much so um, cracking down on, on Christians in an unconstitutional way. Like, why do you think he thinks that? Could it be possibly because we've dropped the ball as the church, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that while there may be room to step in and and do your quote unquote duty as an American, as somebody who has a say in the governing of our country, there may be room for that. But the question is, can you do that at the same time as being biblically faithful to calling people to faith in Jesus Christ, repentance from their sins? You know, our first priority is making sure that God is understood both to our both to ourselves and to the culture um, that we're living in. And if mm. we are putting our, and I fall victim to this probably just as much as anything because politics is a major interest of mine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if basically what we're doing is we're sliding politics uh, in the number one slot and moving biblical faithfulness into the number two slot, I think that's where we go wrong. If you can find a way to do both, then I more power to you. But I think that a lot of us, we should err on the side of just being biblically faithful. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I like I like what you're saying because if you, if you can picture one of these rallies, which you know yeah. I'm all for people's First Amendment rights, by the way. Yeah, like, I'm not going to tell someone you shouldn't go. Although you know, I mean, if if you if you give coronavirus to your grandmother because you go to one of these rallies, I mean that's between you and God. You know what I mean? Like that that's one thing I want to say. Like, you yeah. know, and then well, it's not that contagious, whatever. But if you think about it though, you that I like your word picture. Like if you think about one of these rallies, it is either or a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You either have someone walking around, you know, protest with a Trump sign or American mm-hmm. flag, and then you have that weird guy who's calling people to repent. Like yeah. he, he walks past, you know what I mean? He's like, repent. And he he's all about preaching repentance and you yeah. need to turn to God. And then you got the other guy who's wrapped in an American flag. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you put those two things together? You're right. And, and actually I'll, going go back to a, a apologia, I think that they thread that needle pretty good. Um, stepping, they've gone to city councils and spoken out against abortion. Yeah, I've seen those um, videos. Those and are great, and yeah. they bring the gospel into the city council meetings. And so, like, if you can do it and in that yeah. fashion, I, man, dude, I'll like let me know when you're going to be there because I'll come too. Yeah, I, I have think- a, I have a lot of maturity I need to to develop in my life to do that because you're I, my ten my tendency will be to fall in one camp or the other. Yeah, because um, you're right, I can. I, I have to repent many times of listening too much to political talk shows. And yep. I, I, I can listen to for to podcasts for hours about politics. Mm-hmm. And then I just went three hours, didn't even think about the gospel, really. I just yeah. I got all fired up about, you know, Democrat, Republican, conservative, yeah. liberal, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I just spent two hours. I didn't even have one thought about repentance yeah. and faith and Christ and, you know. Yeah. Part of the thing that makes it easy is that I loathe Republicans just as much as I loathe Democrats. So <laughs> Yeah. And well, I want to point just out something you said, reasons. though, that I didn't think of. And I, I like you're helping me with to think through this because yeah. in Romans 13, you said, explain this a little more because I, I liked what you said. The yeah, so submission to the governing authority in Romans 13, when Paul wrote it, yeah. that was pre-Constantine, that was... Yeah. There was the societies were a lot different. Now we could, you know, I think you know, I think you'd agree. There's a balance here as I'm thinking through. I'm just thinking on the fly here. I never really thought of it this way. Um, we could say that's the constitution, absolutely, is yep. the governing authority. It's not a 
person. We don't live in a monarchy. Yeah, and they yet, set it up that way on purpose. Yeah, but yet yeah. we still have, like in our current context, mm-hmm. I live in Pennsylvania, we still have the governor mm-hmm. who's been elected. Now, I guess we could throw him out of office somehow. Yep. But, you know, I'm sure there's a constitutional remedy to kick the executive who's been duly elected out. I think yep. the legislature probably has a way to do that, right? But yep. if that's not going to happen, then we do have to submit to him. Right? Like well, how do you, how would you go through that? Like so because yeah. there are pro- there was just a protest in Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah. against the governor. So yeah, how so would you go ahead. The um I believe that the way that our governing system is set up. So you let's let's be clear, okay? When Paul was writing, he was talking about emperors. If Caesar says, go feed the homeless in your city, you don't have to resist him on that. Just go feed the homeless. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah that's pretty if simple. He, yeah, if yeah. he says quarantine in your house because I say so, guess what? That's well within his right to do as, mm-hmm. as emperor, right? Um, if, if Caesar says, go kill your neighbor because he's X, Y, and Z, you don't do that, right? Yep. If you yep. if he says do that under the penalty of death, guess what? You got to die, yep. right? Um, so that that's pretty simple. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is like in our context, the authority is vested in a document and not a person. Yep. Right now, we would say that hopefully people are recognizing that the foundation for the Constitution is the Declaration of Independence, mm. which grounds uh, the rights that we see in the Bill of Rights in God himself. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, drawing all those lines, what we basically have to do is say, look, this is the governing document in our land. This is the emperor. And if what you're doing falls outside of the bounds of what's in the constitution, then actually you're the traitor, Mm. right? You are being treasonous at that yeah. point. Yeah. And so just like in the military, so I was like this close from going into the Air Force to be an officer, and I hurt my back about three weeks before I had to go down there. But prior to all that, it was just before 2016, and I was trying to go like, okay, I'm getting nervous because I'm getting to the point where it could be cruise, but it very well could be Donald Trump and Hillary. And I'm not sure how I feel about having them as my commander in chief. Right. Mm-hmm. And why did I feel that anxious? Because I knew that if they gave an order that I thought was outside the bounds of the constitution or outside the bounds of what was acceptable for me as a Christian, right. Then I must resist that then I had to resist that, which could have been, you know, depending on how crazy things get, you know, treason, which is a death penalty, you know? And so like, and I'm, you know, a lot of servicemen, you know, I'm, I'm very confident feel exactly that same way, but I wonder how many don't, I wonder how many are perfectly fine with, you know, like the, look, man, I'm just following orders, yeah. right? Not knowing that like basically with our, our governing document set up the way that it is, you actually would be the traitor if you went along with it, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that there is authority vested in the people themselves, right? Yeah. To where when you have tyrannical overreach and no other lesser magistrate is stepping in like sheriffs to basically say, look, go enforce that order yourself, but I'm not going outside the constitution, 
right? Yeah. If you have sheriffs stepping in, then, then good on those sheriffs. But if all of those measures fail, I still think that there's authority in the populace themselves to step in and say, uh, like, we have authority to resist your yeah. unlawful order. And so, like, I actually think that we are all sort of tiny governors living in this country, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, and I think that that's like, say what you want. This is how our country is run. If we were mm -hmm. in um, a different country that had a king, right? Again, it's very cut and dry, but to obey Romans 13 for the American looks a lot different um, than to obey Romans 13 for somebody living. I don't know. Does anyone have a monarchy anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, there's certain. Well, you know? there's certainly places you could live where it, it's, you know, there's yeah. an authoritarian state yeah. that or, you really can't. Or you know. basically, if you don't have a constitutional republic, so yeah. Yeah. like if you live in Soviet Union, right, um, way back in you know yeah. its heyday, there is nothing that uh, labels what rights you have and what can be what can and can't be infringed on. So like, I think that uh, with our situation is different because we actually, as Christians do have responsibility to the state in a degree to step in and resist those people who are being unlawful in their executing of their duties. However, the, the question is always going to be for me is like, can you do that without ruining your witness? Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, can you do that while still, and I'm not saying that like, you know, at every congressional meeting where you're going to propose a bill that you automatically have to throw the gospel in at the tail just to make it, you yeah. know, just to sanctify yeah. it. But what, what I'm saying is that if the gospel, if, you know, the precepts of God, if that's not the bridle turning your head, which way you should go in this culture and in how you engage in your public duty to be a small governor, then I think that it's safer to just focus on preaching, you know, repentance and faith. I think that it's sort of incumbent on pastors to step in and help people know those things so that they can better thread that needle. Again, like uh, Apologia, they're, they're doing a great job. And it's not just the pastors who are up there saying all those things. They're teaching their flocks, like, look, this is how you be biblically faithful in a culture. And then their flock is going and doing it. You know, So I think that there's a way where we can all do this. But when we're focused on bounce houses and when we're focused on keeping people in the seats, because if we start preaching this stuff, um, then there would be a mass exodus from our churches. That's, I mean, that's, I think, why we've ended up in the situation we're in, you know? Uh, I agree. I agree. You know, the, the worst slavery a pastor can be in is they can't preach the truth because they're worried about money. Yes. Which it comes down to money. Yeah. And I, and I also like to the local versus national. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard Jeff Durbin talk about this and some other people like on the abortion issue in particular, yeah. but it's just a general principle. Like you got to go local. Yes. If, if you're yeah. waiting, if you're waiting for Roe versus Wade to be overturned and you think that's the solution to the abortion issue, it'll never happen. It'll, it's never going to happen. I mean, and then, and then that you won't do anything because you're waiting for that to happen. And you'll go to these big marches in DC, which mm -hmm. are fine. But at the end of the day, like you said, are you going to your city council mm -hmm. and saying abortion is wrong? Yep. It's it's murder. We need to stop that. You know what I mean? Like, are you doing that? And I think that's because everything's so national. Like mm -hmm. everything's now. And I agree with you. The Constitution was written in such a way it didn't. The founders did not anticipate this massive federal government that we have mm -hmm. today. Right. Like it's and this is actually interesting. Well, it's the state rights issue has actually come to the forefront. 
-hmm. now now we have this actual debate between what authority do governors have what authority does federal government have you mm -hmm. know and, and how does that work together in a federal system you know what's crazy is a lot of them actually did see that it could become this and so then that's they actually wrote copiously against this yeah absolutely yeah they yeah they saw yeah. they yeah this was the whole point with the federal government can't become so powerful that it basically eliminates the the states yeah so this has been a good conversation though man and, yeah that concludes our discussion on america and romans 13 please like our facebook page to get updates on future content and sick memes and also, if you've benefited from our stuff, please consider giving to New Day Orphanage Zambia at newdayorphanage.org. That's it, and don't forget to tell the truth.